Welcome to the Vinnie Rock Podcast. Podcast. I took the blows and did it my way. It's time. The Vinnie Rock Podcast. What up, what up, what up? It's the Vinnie Rock Podcast here. Today I'm going to have my boy Scott Housing. Uh, he is a, he was uh, in, the, in the Marines. He started off as an enlisted one, as an officer, had some uh, very impactful deployments, and he writes about it in Echo and Ramadi. Uh, it's a New York Times bestselling book. It's a Amazon bestseller. It is everything world bestselling badass book. You guys got to go check it out. Echo and Ramadi. Find it anywhere. They just did, a, <clears throat> I think, their fourth print or fifth print. That's how well this book is doing. Go check it out. But before we get to that, before we get to the podcast, let's talk about our sponsors, Core Medical Group. Core Medical Group is a testosterone replacement therapy company. They focus on helping men get their lives back in order. I promise you, if you're over 25, 26, 27, and you're not feeling yourself, go get your blood work done, and you will be surprised where your levels are in your hormones. Hey, if for some reason your, your hormones say that you need more testosterone, Core Medical Group, they can send it directly to your fucking house. Go check them out. Let them know I sent you. Let them know Rocco sent you. Beyond Clothing. Man, this winter has been crazy over here in Utah, and Beyond Clothing is one of those things that I count on to keep me warm. Go check out Beyond Clothing, beyondclothing.com. You can use the promo code Rocco for 10% off. Hit them up. Let them know I sent you. Rocco is where it's at. You can get some discounts. I'm telling you, if you're an outdoor guy at all, if you go fishing, if you go hunting, if you go hiking, if you're in the military and you're in the tactical community, this guy's make some really cool clothes that doesn't look so obvious. Check out Beyond Clothing. The owners are great. The message is fucking powerful. Promise you, you guys will love them. Beyondclothing.com. Ah, uh, yes. Perseverance Survival. You guys know about them. They're the original Whoopi hoodie. Perseverance Survival is just an incredible company owned by a veteran who's working his ass off. Him and his wife run this. Beautiful people. Uh, they make some awesome stuff. Don't forget, they have, they have, like legit, not even joking, they have... Ranger panties is what I like to call them. Some people call them silkies and tiger stripe and army BDU and marine, uh, whatever they call digital. You know, you guys go check them out. They got those. They got the Whoopi hoodies, just the original. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. The silkies, they have won me over again. I stopped wearing them after a while getting out of Ranger Battalion. Now I wear them again like they are chocolate. They're smooth on my legs. My wife loves them. We're having another baby. That's what you get when you wear those things. Go check out PerseveranceSurvival.com. Promo code Rocco, 15% off. Listen, a promo code with 15% off. No one gets it better than me. You guys, go check it out at Perseverance Survival. Use Rocco, all caps, all caps, unlimited. You can use it unlimited amount of times. Tell your friends, use it. You'll love it. GMR Gold is a subscription-based gold service called Bullion Box. You sign up for one of those, use Rocco promo code. They're going to send you these precious metals, some gold, some silver, some coins, some all kinds of cool stuff. My kids love it. It's something we do in our household. Every time that box comes, it is like another surprise. Trust me, they're good people. I would not represent any of these companies unless they are just good fucking people. I love them. Go check out GMR Gold. It's a fun, fun process. Aircraftmaintainer.com. 
this is my boy, man. And, and aircraft maintainer is one of those things. I, I don't know the MOSs that, that fit into this, but if you are an aircraft maintainer in the military in some kind of capacity, Army, Air Force, uh, Marines, uh, Navy, you know, you guys can go and get your certifications. You can get your C, your FCC GROL, your General Radio Operator's License. You can get your AMP, uh, Air Freedom Power Plant, uh, you know, and these are basic courses. They're three-day weekends. You can get these courses done uh, and the military pays for it completely. Why not get certified so when you get out of the military, you can get paid a fair rate than just your regular basics? Go check it out. Let me know if you need anything from me. Uh, those guys are my man. Uh, Willie Pete's Chocolates, you know, you, you know, Valentine's Day is coming around the corner, and you might want some chocolates. Or you might want some cocoa, cocoa, what is it, hot chocolate. Cocoa, what is it? It's hot chocolate. Go check it out. Pop Smoke, there's some hot sauce there for you. Check it out. Use that promo code. You guys will get some stuff. Lead Singer's Whiskey, don't forget about Lead Singer's Whiskey. We are also brewing now. Uh, the beers are starting to get spread throughout the lands. You guys love it. If you're questioning where to get it, hit me up. Hit up the Lead Singer's Whiskey. One of the two will find it for you. War Fighter Tobacco, you guys already know. It's just uh, 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 it's veterans, combat veterans who own a cigar company. We are stepping outside the box of the normal of the normal, uh, you know, personas that do cigars. And we made them for you, for your law enforcement, for your military, for you badasses out there. Grab a cigar, grab yourself some Lead Seconds Whiskey, relax and chill out and listen to some of my music because I just recorded some here soon. We'll be releasing it soon once I get it all mastered. I love you guys. Here comes the podcast. Hey, what's going on? It's the Vinnie Rock Podcast. I got my man here, Scott Husing. Husing. Nailed it. Husing. <laughs> He's the author of Echo and Ramadi, a fucking awesome book. I actually, I audio booked it because it was, it was my, my listening for uh, my gym sessions. But it's crazy. Once you started that, and we're just going to jump into it because I'll do all my sponsors later. You, yeah. you know some of my sponsors, you know, we've talked about some of them, but we'll jump into that later. But you're in town, by chance, I'm available, crazy, cool to have you actually in studio in this little, uh, you know, honey hole I call my uh, podcast space. Yeah, we've been trying to jam this one out for... Man, like, I don't Dude, know, five, see, six months. Yeah. You were on Break It Down show with me and Pete, and then we just ran into each other up in the hills with Jez. Yeah, on, that on was crazy. Cinema. We yeah, did his I, podcast. I just listened to that episode, too. I feel it's good. Guilty. It is. It's funny It's good. Shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, yeah. man. So that was a good one. Jez, Jez is a wild man, though, dude. It. Jez is good. And so obviously, we, we, me and Jez co-authored Sugar Man. That's been out now on Amazon. The audiobook comes out here soon. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's the circle we were just talking about. Like, the circle of all the dudes that we've connected with in the past yeah. year has been crazy. And everyone's doing their own thing. And I wish I was there in SHOT Show with you guys because that's where kind of every It's, it's like where all roads collide yeah. at SHOT Show. Anyone in our community of veterans, law enforcement, uh, authors, uh, you know, everything you you can think of run the gamut there shot show yeah everyone thinks it's a, a gun show like at the state fair but it's it's so much more because there it, i mean you've been in combat and it, it is more overwhelming for me yeah sensory overload being at the sands expo center with sixty thousand people yeah it, it's it's crazy man and I don't think I even touched a gun again this year. I do all the other promotions, and it is a big reunion. Yeah, if you've yeah. never been to SHOT Show, like, you, I don't care what convention you've ever been to, nothing's like SHOT Show. Mm -mm. Uh, you know, walking the floor in SHOT Show, if you try and walk the floor every day, you're probably still not going to get to every single booth. You actually have to be calculating how you try and hit some of your friends' booths is what I what Dude, I've tried I was to do. on, 
the ground level hall G or whatever the fuck it was. And I didn't even know it existed. And there was like a thousand booze down there. Yep. I walked in there and I felt claustrophobic. Yes. And that's where I was trying to link up with someone and there's no navigation. So they need like a Google Maps just to navigate around and point you in the Well, right that's direction. the thing. So like, so I was supposed to go, there was a couple of events I was trying, I was invited to skill set, obviously the cover skill set magazine this mm-hmm. month. Yay, whatever. Right. That's cool. Yeah, it was great. We we're supposed to go to the party and do some signatures. And then also another event with you was the sugar was, uh, me and Jez were going to be there as well and signing autographs for, for Burbiz. Yeah. For Burbiz. Burbiz. Yeah. Burbiz. What exactly is Burbiz, please. Well, Burbiz is, they're creating opportunities for veterans. I'm not affiliated with them, so I'm not speaking officially, but Scott Davidson and Justin Constantine are good friends of mine. They've invited me into a couple of events, and they're, they're just a great organization. They've got a great brand. They've got great sponsorship, and they're just an East Coast uh, click, yeah. I think, yeah. and, and it's kind of hard to really fall into those things because it's just like, you know, the old school rap. There's East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. It's kind of how it is in the veteran space. For in the, sure. In the podcast space, I think, to some degree, and entertainment space even. Yeah. So, no, no, for sure. So, yeah. But yeah. I love what they're doing. In, in an entertainment, it's crazy division. Like, yeah. you know, there's new. you either do entertainment in New York or you do it in L.A., right? It, like, the top yeah. dogs, right? Absolutely. It's interesting. So, yeah, you guys are there. And, dude, I missed it because Mama's pregnant and how overwhelming that can get just for me. I imagine she would have hated me just taking her there. And I couldn't go alone because, like, it's just too close in the pregnancy to take a risk of being gone four hours away where where you just never know if she's going to have the baby early or whatever, complications, whatnot. Yes. So I'm just kind of doing the thing where, like, we're staying home, getting ready for this baby to happen. And it's one of those things where if you miss it one year – you're not really missing out on a whole lot because it's always happening. But you do walk like 10 miles. I think it was nuts because, and I hung out with uh, Ryan Weaver and he, he's a vet, of course. So we run in small circles, but Ryan Weaver country. And so we hung out and he stayed with me at my, my uh, friend's place in Vegas. Yeah. And, but once we hit the floor, it's like, Pow. dude, we, it's I didn't crazy. see him till the end of the night. And I said, Hey, you want to go to this party? And every night's a party. Every night's a party. You're changing your car. Most of the time you go, <laughs> yeah. and then it's more networking. Yeah. And that's what it is. Essentially, you know, there's guys that go there to just have a good time, right? Some guys use it as like a guy weekend, whatever. And they go out there and they have a good time. So we have a lot of socials. So we have the, the black and tan, which is a ranger social. Mm-hmm. There's a special forces one. I know there is, there's some Marine recon one. So yep. there's definitely, they use that weekend as the guys weekend as well, which is really cool to kind of get the teams back together and the dudes and, yeah. and communicate. But the other side of it is a massive, massive networking system. It's like anyone who is someone in the organizations or in the space of our world is there. Yeah. And if you're one, Oh, you know, by the way, they're there to sell guns and ammunition and gear, <laughs> like all these massive companies. And I have to say, I, I'm hosted every year by one of my sponsors, Wiley X nice. Eyewear, and they, they're a phenomenal veteran-founded company, and they always take care of me with Kit, and they support our nonprofit at SaveTheBrave.org. Yeah. I mean, I just love them, man, and I fell in love with them because I approached them at SHOT Show yeah. because I mentioned them in the book, and I just said something simply like, you know, I mentioned you in the book because I think your eyewear really saved Marines' eyes and, and their sure. lives, and, and I just want to let you know, and they promoted it for three days when we launched the book on Fox and oh, Friends. Oh, that's great. They've got about 1.2 million followers that's on social huge. media. So they probably sold a couple books for me. Yeah, you think, right? That's yeah. And it's just cool that, you yeah. know, they see the support and they're supporting you and you're supporting them, right? Yeah, they're, they're super cool. They're up in Livermore, California, and I was doing some speaking engagement in Frisco, and I was driving down 
in the morning and I called Ryan Wilkerson, uh, who works at the headquarters. And I said, Hey, I'd love to stop by, just get a hang in with you dudes. And so he gave me the tour. It's a really badass facility. And then he says, Hey, would you mind speaking to some of the employees? And I'm thinking, well, it's just going to be a division. He's going to get some guys in his cute, you know, his office. And yeah. Run. He gets on the microphone. He's army, by the way. Nice. Uh, and nice. he's like, attention in the shop, all employees to the front of the store. <laughs> 250 employees from YVX. So no I gave this, shit. It was so fun, man, because I gave this Monday moto speech. I felt yeah. like a company commander on Friday, yeah. giving the libo brief, you know. <laughs> but it was important because I was the, the message was really simple that you may be stamping out frames or doing invoices, but and just when you think you're not making a difference and the job's boring and you don't yeah. think you make an impact, they, they're really making an impact. And Definitely. I was a living result of that because I wore their product and in combat. I think that's kind of cool. Cause you, you, yeah. you probably are inspiring some of those guys that are like the mundane work of going to work every day and doing yeah. the same thing might for them be so boring, but don't realize the end state goal of what you're doing is, is there's a huge success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, you're helping a lot of dudes save their eyes, and that's what people don't realize. That like we had, so we had a guy, we we had a hand grenade go off, and um, near some of our guys, a couple guys got hit, but a couple guys got hit in the glasses, and the glasses, no shit, stopped some of the strap. Yeah, and one went like was lucky high enough to forehead, but the ones in the lens, in the lens, and it's like, damn, dude, yeah, that's how important eye pro is for guys like us. And it we, is. We've and seen all kinds of stuff. All the Marines and, and soldiers hate it when they're like, put your eye pro on. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Whatever, sir. <laughs> like, yeah. Trust me. It's going to save your shit. So, well, dude, you but, mentioned save the brave. Let's talk about it, man. Yeah. Save the brave.org is, uh, my nonprofit organization it was started by one of my junior Marines, Nick Velez, who awesome. owns bastards canteen in yes, LA. Opening, I've eaten there. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're coming to Temecula. Yep. Yep. And man, we got so much cool shit going on with that store too. Um, but we help we help uh, veterans uh, who are suffering from post-traumatic stress uh, and their families through outreach programs. And one of the things that's really taken off for us is offshore fishing. The guys just love it. Yeah. And we, but we do equine events. We do toy drives during the year. We donate truckloads of clothes to homeless vets in L.A. No whenever we have way. a Memorial Day and Veterans Day. That's cool, man. If you haven't been one of those, if, you, if you're out, I haven't. I if haven't. you're out this year... Um, We'll try and get you over there because it's a huge block party. Yeah. The city of Downey cordons off the whole block and it's bands playing throughout the day. And then you know, I showed up and I talked and we got Rudy Reyes up there last year. And Rudy's up there. <laughs> hey, like, brother. Ah! hey, brother. Yeah. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. I love That's it. the man right there. If you we want were it. at the Marine Recon Sniper Foundation on uh, Wednesday night. There you go. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's, that's, that's the man. Like, that's man. the man. And, yeah. That, but again, that was, it was like a reunion and, you know, I was sitting there at the bar and like met some you know, really badass, cool journalist and all these cool people that were there to support the Marines. But that's what we do in our network. And not only just save the brave, but everything we do. And we've talked about this a couple of times. Yeah. You've invited me several times, man. And you know, my schedule in LA yeah, you is told me to fuck off. All the time. <laughs> sorry, Hughes, I'm busy. I, I've yeah, never, sorry, sir, I've I never, never I duty. No, it's so crazy. You do have duty though. Cause you got six kids. Yeah. One so on the way, yeah, when I'm home, I'm home. Up. Yeah. yeah. When I'm, and you know, you know how it is, dude. When I'm, when I'm working, I'm working. And when I'm not working, I'm working. Right. And if I'm not working or working, I'm home working. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's just, but you know, I like that about you, though. And and we talked about this when we were at Jez's um, place. You've got your priorities right, man. Yeah. And a lot of guys in the space they lose that, and yeah. I think that's important. Well, you know, I didn't always right. I matured throughout the years, and luckily I did. And and it took some humbling 
too mature, right? Yeah. I went through my first divorce and, and I've told this story when I do my and public speaking. Second, and then. Right, right. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. it's, it, so the first one is what changed me. The second one was just circumstance, right? But the first one changed how I viewed myself as a parent. My father was the type of man who worked all the time and then and then paid the bills. And when he was home, he was watching boxing. And, and there was some mentorship there, but not as much as I, I think I could have used. Um, and, and we all kind of get something from our parents. And then when we have kids, we kind of choose how we're going to parent as well. Some things we take with us, some things we decide not to do, right, mm-hmm. so much. Um, my father was the old school mentality of just be tough, you know. And, and I love the man for it. I, I, there's, I don't. There's nothing I feel like I missed, but I would want to give my kids a little bit more mentorship as a leader in the military, as, as raising soldiers and everything else. Same thing. We mentor, we teach, and then we hand them off to the world and hope they find success. Right. Yeah. And so after my first divorce, I was just the guy that paid the bills. I was, I was, I was dad. Yes. And they did see me, but I wasn't very relevant in their lives. I wasn't the guy who taught them how to ride bikes because I was gone. I wasn't there for the first steps because I was gone. I wasn't there doing anything other than I am dad and dad works a lot. And, And when I had my first divorce, it was the first summer where I had my kids for the summer as we're driving from Arizona back to Texas. Um, you know, I'm joking around. I'm being my goofy self, but a side they've never really seen. And they were like, dad, you're so funny. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, fuck. Yeah, I know I am like, what the hell? And I'm thinking, I was like, what the hell? They don't know that dad's a funny dude. I've never given him that side of me, dude. Yeah. And that ate me up, right? That ride, the whole ride was like, like this really like, all right, dude, change, right? And that's where I started to kind of force myself to choose family over work. And in, in saying that, right, there's there's times when there's, doesn't, it's not even possible. But when there is the possibility, I had to stop feeling the pressure of being good at work and allowing myself to accept like work and wait. My family needs to feel that pressure. My family needs to feel me be relevant in their lives. Yeah. And that, dude, it, it was a hard awakening because I lost the comfort zone of a marriage where I, I just had to pay the bills and I felt like everything was handled. It was the old school mentality of what my parents were and, and, I, and I wanted to change that. And so from then on, I've kind of focused on that. There's days I lose myself, right, in, in, in the busyness of what we yeah. do, you know, and then there's days where like, I'm like, no, nah, fuck no, I'm here, right? And like this whole time I'm here, I'm gonna have a day job because I'm home. I coach fucking wrestling, you know what I mean? And it's no, cool. I know. Okay, so listeners out there, this is how it goes down. So like, I'll, I'm not shifting gears totally, so I'm saying, yeah, Vinny, I'm coming up, man. Let's get a hang in and drop a pod. We've been <laughs> doing this. We're loosely planning this for like three months almost, four fuck months. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, re- I'm reading through my text. I'm like, all right, I'm coming up this day. He's like, cool. I'm like, all right, uh, just give me a, a six-digit grid and uh, you know, time on target. Great. Uh, okay, I'm 150 miles out. I'll be there at four. Cool, 4.30. Okay, I need a fucking address. He's like... Awesome or what'd you dope? Dope, was, yeah, got dope. it. I'm dope. Like, okay, no, seriously, a physical <laughs> address. I mean, this is what it's like, man. Like, because your mind is like in twenty different places all the time. But I'm like, please answer the fucking question. Yeah. Well, you. It's funny is when you said that. I'm like, oh, I thought I sent it. I must have copied and co- like I. I must have copied it and never pasted it, right? <laughs> because You're like, oh, I'm gonna send that to Houston. Ring. Yeah. yeah exactly. Dad. Yeah. Huh. It's my buddy gives me the same shit. He goes, bro. Oh my god. I always. Tell him like dope bro, dope bro, dope. Like I realize now because he makes fun of me. He goes, you always text dope bro, and yeah. if I don't, he goes, hey man, give me a dope bro, or else I feel like you're not paying attention to me. 
I need the love, Vinny. But we dope me. But we made it. We made yeah. it happen. Dude. Yeah, no shit. You, you got to find a way. And this is. I was thinking about this. Not some esoteric sense as the sunrise is coming up over the Arizona Nevada mountains when I was driving up here. But I was thinking to myself, I, I'm really fortunate to be able to have the opportunity. And I, but here's the here's the message: is really I create these opportunities yeah. and I try overtly to really stay connected because I know there's people in my life like you and a lot of guys in our space that we're just friends with. Yeah. And if most people would say, Oh, Hey, I'm going to drive 10 hours from Southern California up to Salt Lake and I want to hang with you. Most people say, yeah, right. I'll get around to it. But yeah. No, I, I planned this out and you have to make time to do this. Yeah. Otherwise those opportunities, man, I'm telling you, they'll just pass you. That's by. something I want to get better at. Right. Like, I, like, like some of my, my ranger buddies are, are trying to schedule a, a trip where I think it's about 10, 10 guys from our platoon are going to go out to some ranch and they're going to just spend five days. And that sounds fucking awesome, right? And I want to do that. But it's this weird time in my life where I don't see how that's possible. And I have to find, I have to make that possible, right? And I know when I, I'm, my, I'm fearful of not, giving myself that soon enough and then something happens where I regret it. You know? It's true. And that's, that's it's the fear, true. but it, it's hard, man. Cause I'm such in this development phase of my life. Like if I was still a border patrol agent, Oh bro, I would have plenty of time. Cause, cause I know that I, my days the same every day, my paycheck's the same every month and I can find those days to yeah, like, but did you love it? No, Obviously no, definitely yeah. no. Like yeah. it, it is hands down the best job I've ever had but it didn't fill my heart. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what I'm doing now does, but I'm such in the building phase of it's hard to take time off. Cause I feel like yeah. when I take a week off, I, I, you know, I lost a week of, of developing maybe another book or, or another, whatever poem, whatever the hell it it's is. It's just right? like being, it's just like, it's such a cycle too, that most people don't realize it, like you, you, or you're dating and then you get engaged. Like when you get married and then you get married, like when are you having a kid, it's like being in the entertainment business. Like, Oh, you wrote this book. It's the number one bestseller. Like, great. What are you writing now? When's your next book coming? I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Well, like, here's I the just thing. got off the can. Yeah. Well, you, you don't ever have to write another book ever again to be, but uh, I am. Oh, you, of course I'm, you yeah. are. Of course you are, but you don't ever have to. You, this book was so successful. Echo Romani was a New York times bestselling. Right, uh, book. What it's it was it also Amazon something Am, number one Amazon bestseller number one Amazon yeah, bestseller national bestseller award winning. I mean, it's it, we it's because of the support though, and and but also I mean I will take a little credit is you really have to do some guerrilla marketing in in this. Realm. You did, and um, you and I look yeah. up to you for how you do all that. Like yeah. a lot of what I'm doing is to get set up how you do. Like I saw your setup when you go do your book signings. Like yeah fucking brilliant dude i was gonna actually tell you like hit me up on the back end and tell me where you got your stuff because i want to set up like that as well right yeah and you know i kind of have it because i i went through regnery they're you know mainstream publishing house i'm really lucky to have them and they support me not only with you know the other stuff i'm writing now but listening to me as um an agent for other veteran authors yeah. and I've, I've you know marketed a couple of their books i've sold a couple of their books which is cool I can't believe I said that in public. Used my name and agent in the same sentence. But, uh, <laughs> it's all, hey, you, yeah, you, you no know, but the you, agents and lawyers out there. The honesty is that you're, I what, cut, your intent is not for you though. Your no, intent is I helping others. Out, I cut out so many hours of internet searches for 
how to find an agent. And then you send yeah. all these query letters and you get this automated response back and it says, please allow four to six months for our reply as we're extremely busy. And you're like, gee, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Well, that's so a, a beat down. We're going to have to circle back on the yeah. other project because I want to do it. And it's, obviously it's me standing alone on it now, but yeah. that's what I want. I, Absolutely, and, and I think it, I think it needs to be done. And, and like, in anyone in the space, you're the guy you trust. All these other little books I write are just mine, right? There's, these are little, these are for myself, and I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't expect them to go anywhere else other than my little following that really enjoys we're it. We're gonna, we're gonna throw this out there, and we're gonna circle back. I mean, I'm gonna have a phone call with you, like we did the guy. Hey, how do you write a book or become an actor? We we're talking about that Jez's show. Uh, like, oh, I got a book. I want you to represent. Yeah, I'm gonna get fucking slammed on IG. I know it's that's good. all good, man, because there's some good work out there. And some people just don't know how to get it out there, and I'm I'm all about it. But don't don't hit me up unless you've yeah do the work, do the homework, done the work, or written a proposal. Right, we've talked to, we've plan. talked about this before. It's like yeah. you know guys come up to me and hit me up and say, hey man, I want to be an actor. And I'm like, okay, have you done the work? Have you Googled it? Have you researched it? Have you done everything and exhausted every fucking effort before you've came to me? Because yep. if you didn't. Fuck you, bro. You're an asshole, right? Is and, and not so rude, but saying no. It's not. It, it's, I don't think there's anything callous about right, it, right? No, be, it's yeah. That's the beauty of being a vet. And yeah. we don't we don't wear that on our sleeve, but we have that luxury of being a little bit more coarse than the average yeah. fucko off the street who gets his feelings hurt because someone wasn't honest with him and said you have to really invest in yourself. I mean, it's just the it's just the way it is. And when you've been through the ringer and gone through all those steps, yeah. I, I think it's nice to be able to save people some steps yeah. and, and just offer my services and and I mean we talk it's just like leadership one oh one. Like you want to lead the way for these guys yep. and help them out. Yep. So yeah, it's cool. No, it's good. So so sometimes you ever have guys hit you up and say, "Hey, uh, man, my life is this." I'm sure you do because I get it all the time. Like, love, you know, hey, dude, when I was listening to the podcast, like, I forgot to use this, and I was just fucking steal it from you. What do you mean, demons? <laughs> no, no, no. Defi uh, define, demons. Demons. Define, define, define demons. Define demons. Define demons. Like, <laughs> well, because I I need people to to. to <laughs> that was classic. I need man. people. So he's he's referencing the same podcast that we did with Jez. And Jez's podcast. What is it called again? Veteran State of Mind. Veteran State of Mind. And if you guys go listen to our podcast, it's me and Scott on there. Uh, as we joined him as a, as a podcast on his, and we talk about all the stuff that we had to deal with. And, you know, veterans reach out all the time. And and I like when they do because I can be the yeah. dick to them, right? I can kind of just be like, hey, you're going to get some tough love from, from Big Poppy right now, right? Like, totally. Like, Drew Vargas is coming out. You know, and when like when dudes hit me like I got the demons, I'm always saying like, well, define demons, right? And it sounds so dick, <laughs> but great. the truth is like I want them to think that through that answer through and then really break down exactly what that demon or like quotation marks is right. Like, like, is it really, or is it guilt? Right. Or is it, you know, is it PTSD really? Like, is it a memory? Yeah, right? absolutely. Whatever it is, there's an answer. But when you define it as this fucking Holy ghost that fucking, you can't put your pen point the finger on it. Well then there's no answers to fix. Yeah. You know? And I don't know if there's a scale for, baby demons and then like, these <laughs> fucking giant demons like yeah, right. that's a real and I don't like to say that you know my PTS is worse than yours or my trauma is worse than yours and like I don't judge people we right. don't do that and save the brave either it's, you and know, you can't everybody's welcome and everybody deals with trauma in a different way everybody mourns in a different way everyone pro so we don't get we're not clinical no one, none of us have a PH fucking D on our wall but we just try to help people but you absolutely have to help yourself and and be honest yes. with those that are extending an olive branch to you. Well, dude, I, like, I 
I didn't, man, I'm going to say this on here. I didn't, I know I have little issues here and there, right? These little hangups, right? Whatever, right? right. There's certain things that bother top me. Top three issues. Have you, is this true confession? I'll, I'll admit it. What's top three? Top three? Uh, sleep was a big one. It's still a big one, right? Yeah. Sleep because, because uh, I used to have a very, very disturbing dream, right? And it was kind of the combination of an, an actual memory and I think just a dream that was created. I, what I believe is probably the emotion that I felt, right? Confusion, yet trying to understand, right? Uh, drinking was a big one, right? When originally, originally I drank a lot because it was like my way of, it was my way of showing my buddies I loved them and respected them by allowing them to continue to hurt. If I hurt for you, you know I loved you more, right? And that's how I viewed it. It's yeah. like, you know what? It's your, it's the anniversary date of your death. Let me drink until I fucking pass out and then drink and piss everyone off around me and fuck it. If I get in a fight, fuck yeah, because that's how much I loved you and that's how much I care about you. So I'm going to show you tonight. Right. And I did this yearly and then I found other days to do it. Then you have Memorial day. Then you, right. And so I did that for years and years and years, dude. Another one is like, and, and this was happened two years ago, Thanksgiving. And, and this is the craziest, like, this is not the first time it happened. It happens randomly. But um, I woke up early, to co- I cook in my house, and when it's Thanksgiving, if I'm doing it at home, I cook everything. Like, I don't let no one touch anything. My daughters might help me chop some stuff, but I woke up at 4 or 5 in the morning, put the turkey in, get it ready st- as I'm going. But my finishing touch was the ham. Just heat up the ham, put the glaze on it. Do you stuff it with, like, salsa? Well, that <laughs> it's just tacos. It's actually tacos. It, like, I call it a Dorito, ham. Dorito stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually cook. I actually cook. I was making my version of a honey-baked ham, and, and, I, and I made the, um, you know, the glaze myself, right? But as it's cooking, I'm smoked, dude. I'm tired, right? So I go sit on the couch. I'm thinking, all right, 10 minutes, and then we're good. We're ready to eat. Um, I pass out, bro. I fall asleep. Um, The glaze is dipping onto the bottom of the oven. It's creating smoke. (laughs) Oh, shit. And my wife's doing her hair. She comes out and says, babe, it's on fire. And, bro, I woke up. I used to have the video because I have a camera in my, and I had the video. And it, it blew me away how, how I moved. I, I'm like, seriously, I'm like Kung Fu Panda right now. I'm jumping. I'm screaming out of my fucking mind. Like, I'm screaming out of my mind. Like, to the roof because I'm like, oh, fuck. Right? Like, and that's where I'm at. I jumped over the couch one way, ran over, jumped to the other side of the couch, ran over, jumped again, went to the floor, got back up. And by that time, my son is screaming because he's like, ah, scared of what, you don't know what I'm, I'm lost, bro. And I'm jumping over him, not knowing he's even there. And she walks down the stairs. She goes, babe, 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 relax, relax. And I was like, holy shit. She goes, what happened? Where were you? I was like, I'm gone, right? Like, so, you know, overseas um, in Afghanistan, there there was a family. So when I wasn't working on missions, I was doing the medical side of things. And so I wasn't a medic. I'm an infantry dude. But I had a strong passion for medical. I already did an EMT class, non-national registry, but I finished my EMT class. My dad's a firefighter and he kind of all steered us that direction, me and my brother. So I go into the military, I already have some, some fundamentals in medical and I continue to kind of pursue them. The medics knew that. And so they, they allowed me to kind of partake in everything, all the training and everything else. Um, and so when I wasn't on mission, I was joining them in the cash or, or the collection, you know, for, for, for any kind of anything that happened, trauma that came in and they brought a family in that the dad put gas, uh, gasoline in a kerosene lamp for dinner. Oh not thinking God. about it, right? You know, in the winters out there, how cold they get in Afghanistan. Oh, the coldest I've ever been. I'm from Chicago. Yeah, dude, bad. It's, it, people bad. don't get that. The desert's cold. And cold, dude. Cold so, urban. So they're sitting down for dinner. You know, they all sit on the floor. He puts it in the center of them. Boom, this thing ignites. 
the whole family, I'm talking seven freaking people are burning oh, bad. Man. And so every day they're coming in and I'm, I'm scrubbing. You know, we're giving them a ketamine mix between ketamine and, uh, and, and another one. Um, and, and that's just to subside the pain as we're scrubbing the flesh off, the burnt flesh off oh, them. Man. And I'm smelling it every day. Every day they come in. So day one, I, all these, the family all the way down to a baby that's like nine months, right? Mm. Little, some of them are little, some are a lot. So day one, all of them in there. Day two, only six. Day three, only five. Wow. Day four, we're down to three. By the last of it, the mother and the baby are the only two that survived. And every day I'm working on these kids and I'm like, damn it, man. Like this is like heart wrenching to know like every day yeah. what happens, they leave us. And then the, obviously the body doesn't regulate very well for temperatures, hypothermia sets in or infection and they're dying, dude. Yeah. That's it. Anybody that works in a burn unit in any medical field around the world, that takes a very special person. It's if, rough, if dude. You have it, not been to one. And, and, and because wow. my father's a firefighter, I have this, this even more strong connection to it. I was kind of a pyromaniac as a kid. My, my father was like, hey, son. What's the dumbest pyro stunt you've ever done, man? I, I took apart a bunch of fucking fireworks and I made my own and about blew my face off. That's, mm. that's, a, that's about probably. Any hair singed? <laughs> Only when I try and start the freaking grill. All right. Here's, uh, I'll give it, I, this is a true confession. Not true confession, but I've never told this. My brother, I, so I'm the baby of yeah. the family, all my kids. And my brother is three years older than me. And so I always want to, you know, you want to hang out with your older brothers. Yeah. So back then it was a I guess tin gas cans and they had the bendable spout. Yes. And my brother says, Hey, write your name in gasoline. Yes. So I write out Scott, light it on fire. <laughs> cool, right? You know what they say? Write your last name. So I start to pour it as the other things still lit on. My oh back my catches God. on fire. I'm like running around. And he's like, Stop, drop, and roll. Like, thank God for those PSAs back in the Holy day on ABC shit. or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, man, from an early age, I've uh, taken a. <laughs> Shit ton of risks. Yeah, man. Well, fire was some self induced, yeah, but yeah, course. I'm lucky, you know. Yeah. But they, I mean, we're making a joke, uh, you know, at the tail end of this very serious discussion. But um, yeah, we we at this stage of life, I think we have been a part of and seen so many things that the average public citizen yeah. really doesn't get exposed to. No, for sure, for sure. Maybe that's through self inducement or. Choices we make it's, in career. It's part on part, right? Like yeah. I, knew, I, I knew I joined infantry. I, yeah. I knew I joined it for for army, for army ranger because I wanted to challenge myself. But I also knew what potentially was coming with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. What are your three? Uh, what was the question? This is what happens when you get two podcasters in the room too. Because yeah, it, we're like we wind up interviewing each other. I love it. Um, what was what was the question? So, what are your three hangups? Oh, my three hangups. Um, I cannot stand listening to people chew food. No way. It, it, there's an actual name for that. It drives me off the wall. Does that have something to do with nothing to do with the military? It has or is absolutely it, nothing to do with the military. It's just something. Like, so, it drives me fucking crazy listening to people crunch and chew where I have to physically get up and leave the room. <laughs> um, yeah. I, so, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know it was going to be. Uh, specifically military related. That's one. I think that's a true confession too. I always like to throw something out there. No one knows about me and leave it to fucking Vinny to <laughs> do the deep dive. Um, 
What's something else no one knows? Well, about? They, like 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 I was saying earlier, it's really you know some of the hangups that like we're talking about demons. Like let's backtrack a little. Talk about demons. Some guys have demons, and I'm saying pinpoint exactly yeah. what those potentially are. For me, those were my issues, right? And those I, I still have counseling for certain things, right? Yeah. And and the, those those three things are probably my biggest hangup. I, I you know I try to do the math on it. I think two and three would probably be just the different gradients of anxiety that. You, and I, it, I don't think it necessarily stems from things I've seen and done and, and had to do or order or young men and women to do, but it's the the absence of that, like I read about in the book. And there, there's, I think, certain things in life where you get reminders of those, mm-hmm. and it's not the door slamming and I hit the floor like you see on some World right. movie. <laughs> it's, that's not me. I, I think it comes over me at this stage more subtly. Yeah. And probably... I don't, I really don't share that a lot. Yeah. Not because I think it makes me feel weak, but because the, the real message in, in this share, I guess, is to any veterans listen or anybody that suffered trauma is stay connected and, and reach out to people and, and share it. I mean, I'm sharing on a fucking podcast, so if yeah. I can do it here in Salt Lake City, uh, you, you can do it. There's there's smaller groups and there's larger, however you feel comfortable doing it, but you know, this isn't a self-help show. I mean, we're just, you know, sh- sharing a little bit, but it's kind of also what bonds us as right. brothers as well. So, yeah. yeah. You know, it's crazy. So like, you know, I talk about this sometimes, like, you know, we experience our, whatever, our, our experiences in the military for so long, but I always think about law enforcement officers and firefighters and trauma mm. doctors, and these guys go 30 years. Yeah. And not allowed to take a break from it, right? Because when you do, how about this? You would do as a law enforcement officer, tell them as a law enforcement officer, you have PTSD. See what happens. I'll tell you firsthand. Desk clerk. Yep. Take your gun. Yeah. Go sit down. How hard is that? It's hard for me to hear because I know it's like, man, I feel bad because like you're trying to fix that. But I think that's something that should be. I mean, I know that they're trying to, but like that's a tough spot. Well, maybe that's a good news story that comes out of this. Uh, You know, they always say technology and there's advancement. Some things good come from war. Right. Maybe that's a good thing that the the veteran community of this war is, is really kind of blending that into first responder law enforcement officers where eventually I'm not saying it's going to happen in the next five or 10 years that, you know, we say, Oh, the stigma is race. Bullshit, man. These guys are still going to get benched. If yep. they, they come clean or they go talk to the head shrinker. But I think it's, it's a positive thing because our communities do overlap to some definitely, degree. Definitely do. And I, I think I've seen some improvements in it, but yeah, those guys absolutely every day yeah. are being exposed to this and they're, they're pretty silent because they don't want, to lose our jobs. You have to yeah, be. You do. You but I've said this before is if there was ever a career builder or a resume builder, having exposure to that type of trauma and being successful after it, yeah. that's something you should be like, oh shit, man, you've shot five people in the line of duty and you're still driving a car and you're functional and you pick up donuts for the guys. Every morning <laughs> the like, yeah, he's a hero, man. Like, absolutely. Yeah. They're among us. Yeah. I love those guys. And I was very lucky to go share some of my experiences from high intensity combat in Ramadi with the, um, the San Bernardino police department. The, the chief Eric McBride's a dear friend of mine. He's a Marine, of course, you know, we're thick as thieves, but to go speak to his sergeants and lieutenants yeah. about my stuff and like blend that, I think that it, it does add that because I'm in a position too where I can pick off the scab every time I get up on a stage and say, yeah, I did this. I dealt with this. 
just but, like you, I drank too much and, you know, had to reel back and yeah. re recalibrate myself. Yeah. Um, and so people who haven't done that learn from that. And I think that is oh, for sure. I think that's, yeah. that's a big part of who you, you and I kind of in the space of the community is trying to at least be another voice to, to help others yeah. have voices yeah. as well. Right. I think that's really what the goal is, is I, if, if all I am is just, um, a segue for others to be able to do the same thing and just express themselves and openly and then find counseling or yeah. whatever the case, then so be it. Right, you, you're an officer, correct? Both. Both. You started enlisted, enlisted, that's right. Enlisted right. and then an officer. Was yeah. A Mustang. Yeah. And you still have, I mean, or I'm, I assume you still have guys that come back to you and reach out, reach out to you and, and oh, every day. Yeah. Every, every day it's uh it's another way to use social media too responsibly is i i always you, you see what i post out there like i always try to be positive i like how you say responsibly i i, yeah, I love that i like to lift people up and you know like i was at shot show and you know we're doing some radio with ross kaminsky and some other guys i'm running into jack carr and he gives me a signed copy of his book i'm giving some like like you know i'm thumbing through it i haven't read jack's book but I posted this. I was like, buy this book, man. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you did send it to me. And and uh, you know, Jack's a great guy. He's a Navy SEAL. He's doing amazing things as an author. I'm 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 pro. You know, we're not besties, but yeah, I respect what he's doing, and I understand what it takes to transition from the military into the the space of being an entertainer or an artist. And it's tough, man. It is tough, tough, dude. It is. And yeah. there's not a lot of us that are doing it. And so yeah. we, we, we do have to be there for the other guys that are trying. Right. Yeah. Every time a new project comes out or something I'm like, God damn, man, he's crushing it. You know, that's, it's cool. It's cool to see people cool. do, do their thing, man. I, yeah. I like it. I like seeing guys. I like seeing veterans stepping outside of that comfort zone uh, and actually doing something that, that, you know, poems. Like when I see poems, I'm, I, I love that. I'm a, I'm a big writing guy. I love yeah. that kind of stuff. Like the artsy stuff. Painters and and poets, I love. Who's man. a veteran poet that we know? Like, uh, oh, uh, Leo Jenkins. Yeah. yeah, Leo Jenkins. Leo Jenkins. Um, not uh, Kevin Powers, who wrote Yellow Birds, is doing poetry now. Oh no way! He's down in Austin, as a matter of fact. That's yeah. dope. Yeah, I, I yeah. did. I was on one of the one of the issues of a, of a poetry book of the veteran veteran poets. It's called like Warrant Poems and War or something like that. Fuck, I'm, they're gonna. Do you hate ever feel like you have they, a poem in you? A poem in me? Do you have a poem in you? Have you written a poem? Oh, I have tons. Really? I'm, I'm published for as a poet, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I did tons. Man. I wrote one today. It's just what I do, bro. <laughs> I write songs and poems more often than anything. I love it, man. When people like pass you by on the street like, poet. They're <laughs> all fucking tatted up. No, they never. Tango they look at me. On. I swear, my, my kid's school, they barely started trusting me that I'm that I'm not a bad guy. Do your kids ever say, dad, read me a poem? No. Do they know you're a poet and a uh, comic? And you know, it's funny. The older ones kind of get it, but it's funny. Like when they have art classes and poems, like writing classes, they don't come to me. And I say, um... I can help and they never do. It's like yeah. they, they like my oldest one does want nothing to do with me in the sense where she wants to do everything on her own. Right. And then the other one just doesn't believe I know anything. I think the fortune was like, Oh, what do, what do you know? Of course. Right? But my younger ones all love everything I have to say. Right. You get all the advice. They're like, Oh, my kid's not going to be like that. It absolutely happens. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Yeah, my fortune thinks I don't know anything. And my, yeah. my, my 17 just, she's on her, she's in her own world right now. She thinks she knows it all. So I'm like, all right, well, Hit me up when you need some. Hit me up when you need a poem. Yeah, when you need a poem. Yo, you got a poem assignment from school? I'm your guy. It's, no, it, Dad. Well, it's dad, funny. Uh, That's what like this space is, right? This is like my creative space. So come here to write. 
And uh, that's what the little, that's what the salt rock is for in the and the and the lava lamp, bro. Inspiration. It's pretty, it's pretty dope in here. It's just a chill, man, to be able to write. And you know, when I write, it's like, um, it, you know how it is. At dude. least it's temperature controlled, unlike the studio. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. We were sweating, dude. I had to sweat through my shirt, man. It was fucking hilarious. Everyone was like, sweating, man. Oh my man. god, it was so funny, dude. We got to do something with your nonprofit and mine. As in, we play softball. We play sports. Yeah. But, like, let's do a sports, like, your team versus ours. Okay. Freaking set up in California. I'll fly my team in. My team from, from San Antonio is, like, studs. We have fun. They're just a bunch of cool dudes. I got a couple guys here. We have a team here, too. Two guys, like, yeah. like we're down, man. We, yeah. We're pretty diverse. We don't say, oh, we just fill boxes for troops or, you know, uh, whatever, hats for troops or dogs. for Like, we go where there's a need and there's a requirement and yeah. if there's an opportunity to do something cool and different that's how you stay successful yeah let's just have fun yeah. play a softball game yeah, dude and like winner winner pays the other one or whatever yeah. you know what I'm I mean going something to um to Dallas yeah. May 15th 16th for the celebrity golf or no not celebrity golf but celebrity softball tournament who's running that one Tim Clund I know. you know TK I think uh, I think so everybody knows TK yeah I think so so yeah what um I'll if not we'll we'll I'll, I'll send you the dates in the matter but yeah uh, yeah I'll be, I'll be down there in, in in Dallas I love Dallas man do you yeah I out of good... all the Texas cities that's the one you love yeah well I like them all like I was in Houston last year I was in Dallas three times I was in San Antonio Dallas in Fort Worth Dallas is cool just, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big fan of the San Antonio I spent a lot of time there I like yeah. it there it's a big like, Hua city. Yeah. Oh, huge. Well, my uh, wife's father was a career Air Force. Yep. Her, her mother's a, a GS, you know, uh, government worker. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I've got a good following down there, and it's such a massive state. People are always DMing me or something saying, hey, when are you going to do this down here? I said, I, I don't know. Create create an opportunity and invite me down. It doesn't take much to get me to text. It doesn't take yeah. much to get me to anywhere. Yeah. Do you do speaking no. engagements under under a company? Like do you, Mine. Your own? Yeah, yeah mine. And do, I, you, do you schedule just you or do you hire other veterans to come in and open for you and everything I, else? Uh, I, don't, I don't do like an opening act or anything. Normally when I get approached uh, through my website or through my assistant, they have a, a corporate or it, it's a university and then you know we we discuss you know what the arrangements are going to be but um cool. yeah it, but it's it's interesting because i just got a request to go down to um a college in texas which in, one in may um what city i can't remember the name of it it's just southeast of dallas and then the i do a lot of stuff for the marine rotc programs which is so NROTC. cool so, so i'm gonna cool. yeah i'm going out to embry riddle aeronautical in daytona beach in march uh we're working that so it, it keeps me all over the map and, yeah and i love it man not just to get up and speak and and travel but every time i go to a different location you meet so many cool people yeah it's nuts and that's, no, that's why the, the cool network like oh I, like, I feel like an idiot i go hey do you know jason pickle i'm like absolutely jason's the guy that like yeah. introduced this yeah and, yeah it's just i can't get them all straight it's the community is growing and the community of influencers and the, the, as much as I hate that word, it's, it's, you know, the community of influencers, whether it be podcasts, whether it be, be books, whether it be acting, whatever it is, uh, it's growing and, and we're staying connected, right? Like we're all kind of yeah. staying close to each other, support each other and help each other. And so what do you think the next 10 years is going to bring for our cadre? for lack of a better term, in, in the entertainment space specifically or podcasting mediums. I, I mean, is it going to continue to grow? Is this crazy thing, the internet, the kids are all talking about the internet going to go away? Is I don't know. What's the... You know, I think, um, dude, guys like you, guys guys in, in my position, guys in other positions, I think 
I mean, imagine before us, who was there? There wasn't very many yeah. that we can say that, hey, I can, I'm going to follow that guy to Hollywood, right? I'm going to follow that guy in, in, in writing a New York Times bestseller book, right? Whatever the case, right? And so now all these young dudes getting out have that. I mean, pick who you want. You could throw a rock yeah. and hit 30 dudes who are doing it. You know what I mean? And so I think it's going to be even more so. I think what you know is Hollywood, what Hollywood back was in the 60s is going to be, again, where you're going to have a lot of veterans in acting. You're going to have a yeah. lot of, you know, uh, of combat experienced dudes doing all kinds of cool stuff. And I think we're just moving up that echelon, right? I think right now we're here. And, and I would say we're, we're still at the beginning states, right? We're doing good, but we're still beginning. I think in 10 years, we're going to have well-known production companies that are veteran owned we're gonna have well-known that will be huge oh, that'll be huge there's, dude there's because some, now we can tell the story some that have put their foot in the water but i don't think and i'm not gonna name names uh but i don't think they're developing or trying to integrate they're still keeping the the big veteran in it like no man like that's You're, what you did that's not what you are 100 like, in order to win and play the game you have to know the rules of the game that's dude so that's my biggest thing is like look I know what I want to do. I know where I want to go and I'm keeping my mouth shut until I get there and then I will be in control. Right. And if that's not me, then someone else after me will. Right. But you have to, you have to get into a position of major influence to start changing things beneath you. And right now we don't have anyone that high up that we, that would say, okay, cool, let's do that. And so until we do, until I get to where, you know, and the day I die, hopefully by that point, I'm in such an influential position that I can create this, this, this parallel, this path of like veterans who tell their stories or giving more opportunity. And, and, and when I say that, it's like, I don't want to just give any dude, you got to do the work, right? Like I don't want a veteran actor to get opportunity because he's a veteran. No, I want him to get an opportunity because he's a good fucking actor. Yeah, 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 absolutely, and it has to be the right combination to really be. Safe. And there, there's plenty of guys. Let's just use Adam Driver. Yes. I, now he had a very uh, abbreviated career in the Marine Corps. Yes. He was like medically separated for some injury or something. Yeah, from um, for a bike accident. I, yeah, yeah, I like think flipped it, over his handlebars yeah. or something on his mountain bike. But um, I can't remember. Don't quote me on that. But he's he's another guy. But again, his experience and connection to the to the Marine Corps and to the veteran community is so small. Yeah. I don't think he uh, and I'm not speaking for Adam because I don't know him, but I don't it that connection and the affection I think develops greater over an extended period of time. So if you've got a guy like um, someone who's spent an entire career in and then they transition and they spend another 20 years in the entertainment business. Yeah. I think they're more keen to say I want to pick a guy and lift him up into this and bring them in and for sure building a network. More, more, yeah. I think that's going to happen. More programs. There'll be yeah. more acting schools based for that. There'll be more, more uh, production schools that are focused on that. Right. Like all these things that we focus on really helping guys just get that extra step. Cause sure. let's be honest in entertainment is who, you know, still it's always going to be, you, it's, it's everything. It's, it's yeah. all relationships. It's all about that. And, 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 and it goes back to, you know, talking to the, our own tribe about, if you want to do this, just do it. Yeah. I mean, and you don't have to do it forever. Right. It's just like, just like Jez was saying, he's like, I don't know if I'm going to be a writer forever. I'm, uh, I'm going to do this. And like, I might be a fisherman. We might see him as yeah. like Alaskan fishing vessel here shortly. But no, so, I don't know. So but, I think that guys like you guys, like, you know, all the guys out there that are writing books, all the guys that are doing poetry, all the guys that are doing music, right. All these different, different things are 
man, you guys have given paths to people to, to attempt. You've shown that it is possible for someone who's done what you've done, who's lives what, like the way you lived and can get out and do something completely so different from what anyone expected. That's what you're doing, right? That's what other guys are doing in the space. Yeah. And that's huge because when we were first, it wasn't there as much, right? It wasn't as prevalent. It just wasn't, right? There's a few here and there. And so now I think, shit, 10 years from now, bro, we're going to keep going, right? And people are going to pass us up. That's what I tell people like, yeah. look, man, I don't want to do this forever, right? I'm going to do this until, until like I can retire. And when I can retire, I'm going to go home and just relax and do something else. I'm hoping it's enough for someone else to just leapfrog me and continue on with the path, right? And continue to grow uh, that, that space for our community. And that's the model. And you, you've said that before. You're like, you want to be an overnight success is takes 10 years. Yep. And th that's true. What's also cool is how we're, and there's a lot of guys that do it and there's some that don't, but uh, I think for the most part, sharing the network um, in guys that are really established and let's take Pete Turner, yeah, you know, the host and creator of the breakdown show. He gets so many great guys and I'm so fortunate to be a part of that show. Yeah. Just a couple of weeks ago, we were back up in Hollywood in West Hollywood um, with Hilliard guests in his office. And then we had Jason Keller on who wrote Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. And in talking to him, yeah, we're all like talking writing and writer shit and stuff like that, which is great if you're a writer, but it's funny. He said, Oh yeah, I started writing that and doing the research 10 years ago. Yeah. And now it's a blockbuster movie. Yeah. And he's the most down to earth dude. He's not like, yeah, I'm a Hollywood writer. He's not wearing yeah. a fancy jacket with elbow patches. He's like, <laughs> he's a normal dude, but you know, you get, you give him, your number. He's like, yeah, call me, man. If you ever need anything, those are the people I think that will be gateways for guys who were like us. I thought, I mean, I would never be able to do this. Yeah. And it, it, it's still pretty humbling, man. And well, it, I, yeah. I'm, no, I'm no, you know, who, who am I? But for me, like, I'll share like the, one of the coolest ones was, uh, I just, I just posted on social media too. I signed a copy of the book to one of the commandants. I saw that. I served under. I saw that. And the week before, the phone rings, and it's General Krulak. We were talking about another guy that had written a book, and we're having a discussion. But he's, you know, and we're friends on Facebook. I believe this guy's seventy-seven yeah. years old, uh, Silver Star, Vietnam vet, and just out of the blue, like. And I'm thinking, who the fuck am I? Yeah. If I was looking back, whatever, thirty years of Lance Corporal Husing, yeah, who would have thought like I'd be writing a book and I'd be sending signed copies to commandants of the Marine Corps? <laughs> like, I mean. You wouldn't even looked in their direction yeah. at that stage. That's, so it's, that's, it's, that's like every day I feel grateful. I'm on set. I'm completely like, uh, like it's like, is when's this dream going to go away? Because this is stupid. Yeah. This is stupid as fuck. There's no way my dumb ass should be here. You know what I mean? And so it's like, same thing. just a completely appreciative of just the opportunity. But at the same time, I want to make the best of that opportunity and, and see if this can, can this be a, a lifelong thing? Can I continue to be an actor? I don't know, dude. You got a lot of perspective. Most of us do. But the thing too is it doesn't make us any better because there's plenty of Hollywood successful actors, artists, writers. They've slept in the dirt just like For us. For sure. Maybe not literally. Right, writer, right, right. But I'm saying they've waited tables and they've done their share of, you know, shit job. They've done their grunt work, you know? Yeah. And you know, it's just a choice we made, but I, so I say that like, don't diminish that. Cause it's easy to trash someone who's successful doing something, but they don't see all the hours that go into that. Yeah. So I, I, I have a, you know, a modicum of respect for people that are, that do that for a profession. Cause it, it does take a lot of work, dude. It's crazy. And de determination of, of getting said no to, 
by bro. a multitude of people. Oh, yeah. I've had a lot of auditions, bro. <laughs> yeah. A lot. How many, how many auditions have you had? Uh, probably just under 50 now. And look, I haven't been acting very long. Yeah. And listen, That's I landed lot, one. Mayans. Yeah. Mayans. That's it. That's a good that's a good model for success though. Every no is one step closer to yes. It's that's, just that's how I think. Yeah. Well, it, dude, it's the thing is like I think of it in almost as in um as in they okay, they didn't like me now, but they'll remember me. That's in my head. I'm hoping they'll remember me You're and maybe memorable. maybe 5 years ago, 5 years later they're going to yeah. be like, "Hey, remember that dude? He would be perfect for this." Boom, call him. And that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping I'm stacking stacking a shit ton of they'll call me later. Yeah. And that's the only way I can look at it, man. And if not, bro, the goal is for me to produce my own shit anyways, right? Like I should be able to. I know the process. I've produced a movie before. I just got to get to the position where networks are trusting me with their money because yeah. trying to crowdfund anything ever again is almost completely impossible. Mm -hmm. And so in you know, I'm producing uh The Gift yeah. And we luckily Jason Dunham story is so amazing. Jason Dunham story is fucking stupid. God, I cried my fucking eyes out listening to that book on tape on CD when I was driving as a student up to Quantico. Bro, it's incredible. It is. And so what you know, what my dudes Dave and and and, and Rick were able to create with with the trailer of the gift, we were able we were successful, but we we pushed that everywhere. I mean, we had it on military.com, we had it on Everything you can think of, right? And yeah. luckily, the right people reached out and said, we want to help fund it. So boom, we're funding another movie, which is great, you know? But that's not going to exist forever, dude. No one's going to keep crowdfunding. It just, there is very little um, return of investment on certain projects. You just never fucking know. So the truth is, you have to try and land network's eye so network gives you the opportunity and you're using network's money yes. and network's money will almost guarantee a success because they're going to put their efforts behind it and that's what you want it's well it's it's an unwritten rule in the filmmaking or production business and the what was the best one was uh Nathan Lane in the birdcage, like yeah. rule number one, never pay for your own production. Rule number two, never pay for your own production. Like I fucking love that guy, but it's true. It's true, man. And it's not because you want to sucker people in and spend their money, but it's a division of labor. So it comes out the best way possible. Right. I mean, that's really how it is. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's just the, I, I can't wait for this thing to get launched up because I have such a connection to the Marines and then all the people involved like Trent Gibson yep. and you yep. and was it Dave and yep. uh, Dave and Rick are the ones who it's nuts man like and then the same time is this is just one if we can prove to people this one can be successful yeah I have like five others lined up dude and yep. we're, we're already getting all those built we're getting all those set up I have Clint Romache helping me and we're we're we yeah. have a system but it's like I need one Need one to hit, and I believe Jason Dunham's story is, is. There's gonna be, there's probably gonna be a few of them. I think, as far as documentaries that come out, that um, are again paving the way. I think John Hancock's Bastard yes. Road is gonna yes. be is gonna be successful. It's already winning awards at Santa Barbara Film Festival, International Film Festival, and here at Slam uh, Slam Dance in in Park City. But by by doing that, I think it shows people it. You don't have to listen to the blowback from Hollywood or production companies are like, well, we're sorry, but uh, the nation has war fatigue. They're tired of seeing things like this. I mean, yeah. Shut the fuck up. You know the movie 1917? Yeah. That's World War One. So yeah. we're still making movies about World War One. So these stories of the guys 
that are still alive, I think are really important to tell. And, you, you know, we're losing World War II vets at a rapid rate. Yeah. And every time they do an interview, how accurate is it? If you're 94 years old, you're yeah. not getting the real story. Right. So these guys that have been fighting this war for the last 17 years, get the stories and get them right. Yeah, you know? no, for sure. And, and I you, mean, anyone listening out there, if you're a producer wanting content. Easy. easy. Call me. It's just yeah. crazy. But Hey, my phone's ringing. Hold on. I gotta get this. <laughs> hey, it's Tom Hanks. Hold on. I got to take this one. Clint Eastwood more likely would be the one calling. That's, he's a, he's a, he's a yeah, stud. Great. Yeah. He's but, you know, star. that's the goal, right? We get one successful. I think we could eventually start getting a network to 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 back us. And yeah. when they do, is you just have to keep piling up great content behind yeah. it, and 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 allowing ourselves to tell the stories the way we think it should be told, fair, right, correct, yeah. and as well as you know, there's some stuff that I think you know, there's things with Jason Jason Dunham's story that you know we want to show is like you know some of the real hardships, the, some of the honest hardships, but as well as some of the success, right? Oh, it's 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 just a heart-wrenching story of heroics and from a young kid who had everything, everything. going for him. Good looking. Good looking. Built in like shape. A, built like a superhero. Stud. God. Just, I mean, I don't want to give it all away because yeah. they should read the book and then this documentary that showcases all of those people yeah. around him that have been affected by that throughout their lives since 2004 or five. Yeah. You know, during that time period. So, well, shit, man. Yeah. We are going to wrap this up. Yeah, man. This is a fast one. Yeah. Yeah. It's always sure. easy just to talk, right? I know. BS. Yeah. But, dude, anyone who's listening, please tell them what to find you. Tell them Echo and Ramadi, we're st it's still out yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. We just um, it hit number one on Audible and in, in Iraq history, you know, in that category um, for like the fifth time. <laughs> People love the Audible book. And dude, the Audible book's good, book. dude. Yeah. So, yeah, you can go to Amazon and, and get the book. We just came out in paperback in November, oh, so good. we're in like third or fourth printing. Um, and a portion of the sales go to savethebrave.org. If you yep. want to find out more about savethebrave.org, go there, donate, become a part, volunteer your time. That's the most important and thing for nonprofits. Yeah, you can volunteer. find you can find me everywhere. Uh, just follow me on Instagram at Echo Nermati. That's where everyone yep. jams me up. Yep. And when I post this, I'll tag you and everything else. And uh, I don't know. Dude, thanks for taking the trip. I love it. I love it. We'll do it, we'll do it again soon, man. We're going to link up again here real quick. Hell yeah. I'll uh, be in LA in March. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be in LA I'm grateful for you, man. For sure, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. We're out. And did it, Mom.